Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. For the live, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined a right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan with you, as always. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe so you're locked in for the stretch run. We'll see if the Yankees can complete this stumble to the finish line with the division lead still intact, but it's down to four and a half games after dropping Thursday's series finale. And now a massive series against the Rays awaits in the Bronx. Um, but Sean, the Yankees have all kinds of injuries. The injured list is is long and notable. And yet their team of backups plus Aaron Judge was able to take three of four from the Twins because they're the Twins. Well, the Twins are just I, – I can't believe the Yankees took three out of four with the lineup they were rolling out there, including sweeping a doubleheader and being pretty much one bad umpire call away from, from a sweep. I mean, I thought that play at first base last night, Nestor definitely had the guy uh, – not Nestor, excuse me, Wandy had the guy out at, at first, but it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't – you know, we took Labor Day off. Um, happy holidays, everybody. But – I didn't think we were going to come back here and talk about the Yankees winning. Uh, you know, they went four and three since we last spoke, which really isn't bad considering that we got IKF hitting fourth. Yeah, IKF hitting fourth, Guzman hitting fourth in the opening game of a doubleheader. He goes 0 for, 0 for 5 with four strikeouts and a grounder into a double play with the bases loaded and nobody out. The Yankees somehow win that game. They had Donaldson batting cleanup in Sunday's series finale against the Rays. We all know how much he's struggled so far this season. Oswaldo Cabrera has hit cleanup in the last couple days, despite posting an OPS a little bit above 500 this season. Uh, he did have the walk-off in, in the first game of, of two, uh, Wednesday's doubleheader, so he did finally 
come through, but he had been struggling badly. But I mean, this just highlights how how much of a, a wasteland this Yankee roster has become. Every day we have a new IL entry. We had we had LeMahieu yesterday as his toe inflammation is still not getting any better. So he's on the shelf. Rizzo, who has been having headaches since getting an epidural done to try to address his bad back. Now he's on the IL. We had Benintendi go on the IL with a broken broken bone in his hand. That could cost him the whole season. We'll see. But Sean, you look at this, you look at this IL roster, and you can make the case that this that this roster could compete for, I don't know, second or third place in the NL Central or at this point. I mean, you have you would have Sevy as your ace. Uh, I guess you could you know, to, to fish for a catcher, we could say Ben Rortvet would be the catcher because we don't even know if he's a real person right now. Rizzo at first, DJ at second, Donaldson at third, since he's on paternity leave, we can add him. An outfield of Benintendi, Bader, and Carpenter. The Yankees would just need a, need a shortstop because then the bullpen is stacked. You have Britton, King, Green, Castro, Efros, Chapman, and then your mop-up guy would be Albert Abreu. But I mean, that, that right there is a, that's a first place bullpen on the IL. That's a first place starting pitcher on the IL and Severino, the right side of that infield and then DJ and Rizzo, uh, your left, your corner outfielders and Benintendi and Carpenter. I mean, this, this team could compete in a couple divisions. I know. And it's, I think this is what makes the slide, the August slide more frustrating is that the injuries were not as we're not as severe back then they went into this slide and now they have the injuries. And this is like, I kind of, you know, not kind of, but you wish they still had that cushion because now you're getting nervous, right? Like you're, you know, like yesterday here, or well, I think it was yesterday. They said Carpenter's still going to have to be in the boot a little while. They did the first MRI or whatever. And there's still, there's healing, but he's not ready to come out of the boot. So like that was, discouraging that Matt Carpenter is still unable to to start get getting going and you start kind of getting worried because you have Stanton you have you know everybody you just said we have that that isn't isn't a player and we're running out of time and we don't have the luxury of sitting around and waiting because the Rays are coming into town and they're four and a half back so that's what makes this August slide so so that made the August slide so much more frustrating and here we are now it's gone from bad to worse but because the Twins are the Twins, the Yankees managed to win three out of four. Now you go up against Rays pitching. The Rays, who are hungry, who always play the Yankees very well, um, are, are coming in and probably going to shut this lineup down. Because now people are not even messing with Judge because they're realizing that the players they have around Judge are not going to get it done. Glaber really, like yesterday, was pretty rough for him. With the, I think he had three strikeouts. He really needs to step up and start providing some protection for Judge. And he hasn't in the in the second half, but I don't I don't know where they go from here. There's no bats that are inspiring confidence in the lineup except for Judge. But you know, does Stanton come back tonight? If he does, does he get going? Because he's been really, really bad in the second half since coming back from that injury. Yeah, his timing has been way off since coming back from the Achilles issue. He worked a nine pitch at bat in a pinch hit spot last night and eventually struck out against the lefty. So Boone seemed, you know, the eternal optimist seemed pleased and encouraged by Stan's battle at the plate, the nine pitch at bat. But like you said, he's looked 
pretty lost since since coming back and has missed a couple days now because uh, after fouling a ball off his foot. So we'll see if he's back. But Torres behind Judge is just not cutting it. He's been. I know he had the big home run on on Wednesday in, in the first game of the doubleheader, but aside from that, he's been a a complete black hole since since the All Star break. So there's very little hope in Torres helping Judge out, and and then on um and then in Thursday's C- series finale, you have Connor Falefa. I know he had a multi hit game, but come on, I mean. You you know damn well the Twins are just going to intentionally walk Judge to get to IKF to load the they did that to load the bases so they can face IKF with the winning run in in scoring position and he grounds out to end the game was maybe hoping there could be a second grand slam from IKF in as many days after having just two home runs all season but that was not meant to be but this is what we're going to see more of and this is. In my opinion, the one thing that could derail Judge's chase to the home run record is the fact that the Yankees have so little around him that he's nobody's going to pitch to them. And why would they? It's the, it's absolutely the right move. It's certainly the frustrating one, and opposing teams are going to hear a ton of boos in the Bronx the rest of the way. But the Twins intentionally walked Judge four times in the last three games. And it's it's going to be it's going to be more of the same because there is absolutely no protection around him. I mean, look, look at the look at the four hitters that surround Judge last night. You have Hicks in the leadoff spot. Terrible. Torres behind him. Terrible since the All-Star break. IKF pretty much terrible all season. Marwin Gonzalez hasn't had consistent playing time, but when he has terrible. And then you can even go even further and do hard behind him. Floreal. I mean, there is nobody. There's nobody in this lineup right now that you feel even somewhat uncomfortable pitching against a side judge. I mean, they they would put they would put him on base to face any other hitter in this lineup right now. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Yeah, and it, it, it reminds me now of probably even worse version of 2013 because all you had was Cano, who was an MVP caliber player, and nothing around him. But eventually they at least got Alfonso Soriano. But this is this is tough, man. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm thinking like, what does, you know, you look at the lineup yesterday and you're like, wow, this is horrible. And then you think to yourself, well, what is the optimal lineup? I don't think I don't think there is anything that that would make sense. Um, no, you can but, pick them out of a hat at this point. Ju- yeah. Lock in judge at second and then pick the rest out of a hat. I mean, that's it's that there's that much parity. There's that much unknown with what any of these guys can give you it's it's bad they're they're in dire straits and now like you said they're heading into a weekend against a raised team with notoriously good pitching and a very very good chance of completely shutting the Yankees down this weekend and then making the next three weeks of the season painfully interesting and painfully tense as it's probably going to be regardless of how this series turns out but again fa- facing 
Tampa Bay pitching. That's that's not the same as facing Louis Varland and uh, Chris Archer and uh, who they face in the nightcap. I don't even I don't even remember. remember. That's how forgettable yeah. the the Twins are. But of uh, Joe Ryan, like that's you're you're not going to be facing those guys when when you face Tampa. No, they face Rasmussen tonight with his two seven ERA and and Corey Kluber, who pretty much stymied them last time out. He has every time. And, you know, I mean, your only hope is, you know, Montas looked really good against Tampa in his last start, his best start as a Yankee. Got to hope that they match zero for zero. And and Judge comes up like after an error and a walk with two on and they don't walk him and he hits three run homer. That That's pretty much yeah. the, that's the blueprint for victory. But maybe maybe an occasional wild pitch. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But it was a, a hell of a week. And, you know, you, you start the last Friday night's game was embarrassing with the nine nothing lost. And then you get the game against Tampa. The, the second game against Tampa, they lose two one only judge with the homer in, in the the ninth inning. But I mean, like, to be fair, they have been very they've they kind of got a couple games done when they really needed to this week whether the the game against Tampa was so exciting and so gut-wrenching on Sunday where they they have the escape and then obviously you have the the doubleheader against the Twins that you sweep with the the first game being pretty pretty uh pretty exciting and and uh, frustrating and extra innings but they still got it done so i mean you're happy they're at least scratching and clawing with this lineup i think that you know, we we kind of have said they found ways to lose throughout all of August. So I just want to give them credit for finding ways to win. Um, you know, they, they've won four games so far this week, which is an improvement. So, oh, no, for sure. And they even with a, a bad call at first base to set up Correa's home run last night, they had the, yeah. the winning runs on base to potentially sweep last night. So, no, absolutely. they. It's improbable how this kind of lineup has pulled out these wins. I guess if you're looking for an explanation, you can just say it's the twins and the Yankees do this to the twins all the time, regardless of who they have out there. But to, yeah, to steal that series finale against the Rays and avoid complete 100% uh, panic and riot, thanks to a a somewhat friendly strike three call on that pitch from Holmes to, uh, I think it was Yandy Diaz, but um. But yeah, and then to come out and win another another three against Minnesota. So now they've won four or five heading into Tampa. The lead has not grown at all because the uh, Red Sox were absolutely worthless to the Yankees this week, getting swept by the Rays. So that didn't help at all. But now it could be a, an even thinner lead. Could go down to as little as one and a half at the end of this weekend. Or the Yankees could find a way to, to claw out a couple wins and and hopefully temporarily at least put these complete collapse concerns on the back burner for a short while as the Rays will go on and continue their gauntlet of a rest of their regular season. And then the Yankees take on teams like uh, like Boston. I think there's I think there's some against Pittsburgh left. Milwaukee is, you know, Milwaukee has some tough pitching, but they've really been on a slide since the trade deadline, much like the Yankees. Yeah, they go Boston, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Boston. So that that's I, I hate to say it, but if you can t- just win one this weekend and and come out of it still two up in the loss side, 
your schedule is very easy um, for the next two weeks. And hopefully you start to get some guys back. But I think that's what's so frustrating is that we don't know, like who knows what's going on with Rizzo. Uh, they, they He's had headaches since the epidural. They haven't, haven't made a connection really or anything, I don't believe. So who knows why he's having headaches when he's not laying down. Like that's really concerning and then kind of, you know, alarming and who knows what's going on with Stanton. They really didn't give a timetable on LeMahieu, but even when LeMahieu was playing, he looked like a shell of himself. He had no power. You could see he's the injuries are hurting these guys. And I thought, um, I thought Cameron Mabin on Monday made a great point that both LeMahieu and Stanton, you can tell they're, they're very top heavy in their swings, right? They're not. And then when you have leg issues as a hitter, you can't drive off. And, and that's really showing for both of them where they're, they're just out of sync. They're not making hard, hard contact when they make contact. Stanton's barely making contact as it is, but um, you know, you're, you just, you need to get some of these guys back and, you know, hopefully here in two weeks, maybe we get, we get some reinforcements, but, in that time, you're playing some teams that you should, even at least on your pitching alone, beat. So we'll see what happens. But this this lineup is and play. Look, I, I'm I'm just you know, Peraza's looked really good at short. He's had some big hits already. I know Oswaldo had the walk off, but he's been been rough lately. But he's that gets something great in the outfield. Though. Yeah, he he's been amazing on defense. It's been so much fun. And he plays with a little bit of swagger. I would just keep running him out there and let him figure it out because it's it's better than you know Lacastro or or Floreal at this point. Yeah, I I would Floreal. I don't need to see anything else from him. I'm sold on who he is, and I don't think there's much of a ceiling there. And and Duhar hit, hit the home run last night, but I mean this poor guy can't get any kind of consistent. At bats, he's just he took, he took a big walk last night too. Just, yeah, which is very unlike him. That's true. Yeah, but he is um, logging those miles up and down the turnpike, going from Scranton to to the Bronx this season. I think that's I eighty. Whatever it is, it's he spent a lot of a lot of time on it. This is that you're going to get a lot of navigation advice on this podcast. <laughs> we, we we got we know we know our directions. Well, the Yankees are going to have to navigate their way through this series somehow. It's I don't know what kind of lineup they're going to put out. Like you said, we don't know. Wander Franco might be back. I read. Yeah, that's yeah, wonderful. He'll be back as as early as tonight, as we record on on Friday. So there's another another tormentor to throw to throw in the lineup. But it's Jeter Hall of Fame night, so they got to win, right? Let's hope so. Can he play? I mean, they really, I think they need the most help in the outfield, but sure. Well, he'll finally make his move to the outfield as many, uh, many wondered if it was going to happen at the end of his career. Well, or third, he could play third, maybe, you know, instead of having uh, IKF there. Well, IKF has, has since he moved to third base, has been, <laughs> been uh, you know. It's 2007 he's, A-Rod. He's been who we thought he should be. Hitting grand slams. He had two little infield singles yesterday. So he's he's getting it done. Yeah. Um. Or one was an error, maybe. But anyway, yeah, let's put Jeter a third because, you know, Peraza's looked really good at short. And then, uh, or you could put Jeter at second. Keep IKF, keep IKF at third. I like it. I would love, I would love that. Number two. 